Hey, welcome to Genre Exposure, a film podcast. Join us as we explore the wide world of cinema, broaden our horizons one movie at a time. I'm one of your hosts, Dustin, and as usual, I'm here with Michael. Hey, everybody. And Jason. Hey, everyone. What's up, guys? We're a little goofy today. We're a little goofy. It's the only way to be after this pile of shit. Whoa! <laughs> Spoilers, dude. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. Spoiler alert. Okay, it okay. sucks. <laughs> okay. I'm, that's a little harsh. I don't think okay. it's a pile of shit, but we'll get we'll get into that. Uh, we are jumping ahead of ourselves. Tempting to continue our series on Indian cinema <laughs> with Jason's pick, Thirteen B. Uh, Jason's several- blind pick. I'm much emphasized. Yeah. I had I had not seen this movie beforehand. You're just like that dude in the movie, the blind guy with the dog. I'm just like him, but he could smell, so you couldn't smell this pile of shit. He could have. <laughs> sometimes you don't smell it till you step in it. So, um. We're going to get into all of that very soon, but first, we're going to talk about what we've been watching, hopefully some other films that are maybe a little, a little more engaging. <laughs> yeah, I asked, I asked Dustin's opinion on what I should talk about, something recent and shitty, or something older and great. He said, uh, maybe you should be positive. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's positive, so okay. it's okay. Awesome. Just a little bit, you know, to counterbalance. Yeah. Um, but I've got a shout-out, too. I'm going to do something a little different today. Uh-oh. I don't have a podcast shout-out. I, I like have change. a... Uh, releasing label shout out because I discovered a film label that I didn't know existed and they had some films I really wanted and I ordered from them and I was really happy with them and I just want to put them out there more into the aether of people if you like movie collecting like me I want you to know about them and what porno boutique is this it is actually not well I guess you could argue (laughs) this gets back into the whole pinku debate so Uh Um, so they're called dark side releasing they're based in Canada and they've got a wide range of stuff, including like general horror type things. But they've got this whole little sub-label where they've been doing a lot of Japanese stuff. So they put out uh, Asura Girl, which was like a live-action spinoff of one of the Blood Last Vampire animes. Okay. So that's pretty cool. And then they have a lot of weird like Japanese erotica stuff. They have three separate pink film collections. It's just like several movies on one disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, they released the like more recent Keiko Kamen film, which is based on a classic manga about a superhero that's basically a naked lady in a mask. Oh, yeah. yeah you've probably seen that somewhere before, have, Jason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, yes, I'm familiar. I'm familiar with that. They have a double feature of some weird, like, the whole, like, rope bondage mm-hmm. horror film kind of things. You know, those are like uh, Shogun's Torture of Joy and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess two of the lesser known titles, they have a double feature of that. I didn't know any of these had Blu-ray releases that you could actually get with subtitles and stuff, and I thought that was so cool and so awesome. So I just wanted to shout them out, share the link in our show notes, and send people that way and check out what they've got. Nice. Am I the only one of us that's not like an outright open perv? Well, first of all, I take offense to the word perv. <laughs> um, I mean, it's true, but I, I take offense <laughs> to it all the same. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I'm just a closeted perv. Yeah. I mean, we're, you know... We're out and proud. It's okay. I mean, I think I said it on the pink episode. I was I tried to hold back for years. And I was like, I'm not going to collect pink films. That'll be weird. And then we started this podcast, <laughs> and the floodgate just opened. Hey, you well, know, what? I, I I will argue that a lot of pornography is art. That's mm-hmm. fair. It's not exclusively trash. This isn't the direction I thought this episode was going to go. We'll replace <laughs> this with a Hollywood number. But wait till we get to that block. You know, we'll we'll cut to a music video right now. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> It, but yeah, Dark Side releasing. Go check them out if you're a film collector. They got some neat stuff on there. Sweet. What have you guys been watching? You go first. Um, so I kind of binged a whole bunch of TV. So I, my, my, oh, is it TV again? 
Well, I finally broke down and paid for a month of Paramount Plus so that mm-hmm. I could watch like all of the new Star Trek mm-hmm. Strange because Jason hyped it and it turned oh, yeah. out it was really good. So yeah, um, I got back up. And then nice. I was watching Lower Decks, which is also hilarious. How far did you get in that? Uh, I'm like five or six episodes. Okay. In yeah, isn't it funny? Um, I think it's I think it's really funny. I caught up and watched Jackass the movie, which Jason had <laughs> covered. It was great. Um, but um, something I did watch that was not on that um, that I made time for was a docu series that's on Disney Plus. Hopefully, you're not doing it. Um, but Light and Magic. Oh yeah, you were telling us about this the other day. And it is a well, like seven or eight part docu-series yeah, six or something like that about the creation of ilm industrial light and magic it's fantastic um, I'm sure that's super fascinating oh my yeah. god like jason and, and i were geeky too i mean it gets really geeky it really great. is jason and i were like chatting back and forth about it while i was watching it mm-hmm. and honestly i feel like our listeners this is like crack cocaine <laughs> because it's so like you don't have to be a star wars fan it like it helps because if you're a fantasy science fiction fan, that's all you need to be. Especially if you're into like models and stuff like just that. Just watching these guys, like the ingenuity of these people that like what we watch now is because of them. Mm-hmm. Everything that we see now is, I mean, you could argue it's Harryhausen too, but like these guys were the next step. Right. And they just kept innovating. And like, you know, when you find out if you're a huge Star Wars nerd, you already knew a lot of the stuff from the first couple episodes, but like, the fact that the technology didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. They just had to make it from scratch. Yeah, Lucas yeah. shows up. He's like, I want to I want to shoot this. And he's like, can you do it? And they're like, uh, we got to like, build it. They're like, I don't, I don't think so, no. He says, just think about <laughs> just it. Just think about just it, yeah. Just think about it. Um, but then it, as the series, it starts off really focused heavily on Star Wars and the creation of... Because that's where it all started. Right. Um, and then kind of delves into where ILM ends up going. You know, into like computer animation, mm-hmm. CG, and just basically how... They were they created this monster of special effects that is emulated by everyone. Like if you got a job at ILM, you hit it gold. Mm-hmm. I even I sent Michael a text after the first couple of episodes saying something about how I'd never felt so untalented. Because <laughs> <laughs> you watch these guys just create, and it's just you're looking at people who are on a whole never another yeah. level of creativity. I, I don't know how their mind works. Um, We've got some Phil Tippett action in there, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Tippett is in there, yeah. Um, but Do, doing what he needs to do, not making films. <laughs> that that film was therapy. I mean, he's not shy about talking about stuff like that. He really does. Kind of. I, I I actually saw Mad God in a different light after mm-hmm. watching some of this because you really see he's a very tortured soul. Like mm-hmm. he's got a lot of mental and emotional issues, and I think Mad God was never intended to be like this big cinematic project it was more just like i need to create i need to make something and i think other people around him kind of pushed him into making it into i mean does that make it a good movie no but but it changes how i viewed it but i'm not sure that was his intention to really make this sprawling epic quote-unquote masterpiece that everyone wants to call it it's no amusement park that's for sure But this also does have it. The reason I wanted to talk about it too is it does have another connection to the podcast. It's actually directed by Lawrence Kasdan, uh, who did Silverado. Nice. So it's kind of a nice little tie in there for everything. Uh, but it's on I Disney like Plus. It's it's dense, but I think that you really. But I think you'd really enjoy it, especially if you like cinema at all. It's just. It covers so many. Of the I think classics. you lost Dustin at Disney Plus. I know. I, know. <laughs> I mean, throw it on a Blu-ray, maybe. 
maybe we'll talk. I wish they would. I really, I'm, I'm starting to side with you on that. That I wish that they would release some of this stuff on. on I physical. agree. Everything should be physical media as well. You should have the option if you want it. But yeah, Light and oh, Magic, yeah. Um, Disney Plus, Lawrence Kasdan, it's cool. Well, speaking of stuff we love, I've been going through some new generation Full Moon films. Uh oh. I've been ignoring those for a while. Do we love new generation Full Moon films? Well, I love the one I watched. So I checked out the current spinoff of the Demonic Toys franchise, Baby Oopsie, which is all about the titular Baby Oopsie. Oh, so it wasn't one of the Evil Bong films? No, it was not. Okay. Uh, it was directed by William Butler, who's like a Full Moon veteran at this point. He's done a bunch of the Ginger Dead Man films. Uh, he's done some of the newer stuff. Um, and this is one of the ones where I think they, they bought like a house in Ohio somewhere just to use as like a place to shoot films. <laughs> and this was like one of the first movies they made there. So every film's going to be shot in this house. Uh, I guess, apparently, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Uh, it's Slightly just, redressed. It's great because it's just a random like suburban house. Nice. So you know the people that actually live there are probably just like, who the fuck are they? <laughs> <laughs> they show up at the crew. Oh, no. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, but the film focuses on Sybil, who's kind of this like, she's... Very, like, down in her life. She's picked on by everyone. She's bullied by everyone. She's a child? No. She's, she's <laughs> okay. a grown woman. Okay. Um, and her thing is that she likes to collect dolls and, like, restore them. Well, no back, wonder she gets bullied. Back That's her own fucking fault. <laughs> Man, Jason, go fuck yourself. How about that? <laughs> I'm joking, of course. I think that is a worthwhile endeavor. Um, and so she has, like, a, a vlog, like a YouTube show where she, like, goes through the restorations and shows them off. And that's, like, her whole shtick. And one day, one of these demonic toys from the original film, Baby Oopsie, shows up, all damaged and destroyed. Oh, so she was in the original movie? No. Oh, okay, no. sorry. She, she just, <laughs> just shut the fuck up, Jason. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, and so she receives the doll, and she's trying to restore it, and um, the final piece kind of mysteriously turns up, and it's this like satanic pendant-looking gear. And um, she revives the killer doll, all kinds of fun hijinks and antics ensue. And I actually quite liked it, because usually the demonic toy films are just, like, completely bombastic and outrageous. And this one does go crazy, but they actually had, like, an interesting narrative arc with the lead where, like, there's some stuff about, like, she has, like, some mental stuff. She has these fantasies of, like, killing people because she's had so much pressure built up. And when the doll comes to life, it kind of tries to, like, enact those on her behalf okay, to, like, make her life better. And it's the whole, like, that gets out of control, and she realizes, like, no... That's not the way to be. I gotta stop this doll now. Nice. Uh, super fun, super cheesy, some great kills. Uh, it's getting a sequel apparently called Baby Oopsie Murder Dolls. <laughs> Dropping this year. Seems uh, seems it might be a little spinoff franchise now. Nice. I mean, why not? If it's it made not, them a buck. It's not as good as any of the old Full Moon stuff. It's very low budget, but I thought like all the actors in it were great. It was super fun. Some just classic full moon puppet action. Okay. I still need to go back and watch those. The puppet ma- at least Puppet Master. The first one. I don't I don't share Dustin's love for the f- I haven't seen the other ones. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should go back and watch the other ones. And I, I, I thought I would tell you, Jason, they actually in the new films they're doing, they have a whole series where it's spun off of From Beyond. And it's like a prequel about how the resonator gets made. Mm. Okay. I haven't watched them yet, but Alright, I'll look into that. Without Stuart Gordon, though, and you know, his whole crew. I do think they dedicated the films to him, no, though. That's cool. So. Okay. That's cool. That's nice. A little, little love there. Okay. Alright, Jason, what do you got? 
Okay, well... Uh, and I'm not going to hassle you about yours. <laughs> no, you should jump in every five seconds and try to complete his thought. <laughs> or just, you know, say something completely asinine. <laughs> That's what I do. That's my thing. <laughs> That's comp- it's not a personality trait. <laughs> I say asinine things. I watched a anime film from 2009 called Redline, which I absolutely loved. It's quite good. I've seen it. And if you haven't seen it, check it out. It is free. It is about, uh, it's a story about the most popular racing event in the galaxy called Redline. It's like a Moss Eisley, right? Sort of. Like the pod racers? Well. Is this how you do it? Is this, am I need to go more asinine? No. <laughs> That's asinine enough. <laughs> but yeah, it is a race, much like pod racing. Now that's pod racing. <laughs> uh, but yeah, everyone's got these cool tricked out cars and shit. And um, it, the animation is gorgeous. So it's like American Graffiti. Yes. Exactly like American yeah, Graffiti. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. animated. Yeah. Um, it is a visual spectacle, though. Like, it has some of the best animation I think you'll see in, like, anything, almost. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's very it's pretty kinetic, but not like um, Romare levels not trigger, of yeah. kineticism. Yeah. I don't think I can handle that. <laughs> I found myself wishing a few times it would slow down a little, just so I can get a better look at the vehicle designs and stuff, but that's a minor complaint. But isn't that almost a metaphor for the premise of the film, in a way? You're probably right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the smugness on Dustin's <laughs> face! God damn, it was so good. He was like, yeah. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You can't yeah. see it because they're so fast. It's not going to yeah. slow down. Because they're fast. Uh, but like, it's streaming on Tubi for free. Hey, nice. Plex, so check it out. You have no excuse. Tubi came in clutch for me today, too. Yeah? Because you know how I was bitching to you guys that I that nobody was streaming Lost Boys? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking fucker, t- I'm trying to watch Lost Boys. <laughs> Tubi is streaming Lost Boys. There you go. There you go. Did you watch it? Uh, no, I started it, and then um, I had to make dinner. Because you saw Sexy Sax Man. I thought you were going to say you just fast-forwarded to the sax guy. I had to, <laughs> I had to go take care of something. <laughs> I can't go to any con that he's at because I'll just be like, uh-oh. <laughs> I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'll be in my bunk. All right, today we are continuing our series all about Indian cinema. And we're going with Jason's pick, which was 13B. And right off the top, we've got Fear several has a new address. Yes, yeah, so we've got a subtitle, and we have several alternate titles for this film. Yeah, and I want to emphasize it was a blind pick. Yeah, shut the fuck <laughs> up. Just accept what happened. It happened. Yeah, this movie was basically there's basically three different versions of this movie. Mm-hmm. There's the one we watched. Are any of the others better than the one we watched? I don't know. I didn't watch them, and I'm not going to. <laughs> From uh, my very cursory research. They're mostly the same, but they've swapped out actors for certain people. And languages. Yeah, and languages is the big thing. Is but Priya the same? Yavaram Nalam. Uh, I don't think so, actually. Uh, Yavaram Nalam is the original title. Which means all are fine. Yes. And that was shot in... Tamil. Tamil language. And then they reshot some of it in Hindi uh, as B-13. Fear has a new address. 13B? It doesn't matter, Jason. It's okay. Or B-13? 13B, Fear has a 13B, new address. 13B, yes. I'm dyslexic. None of this matters. <laughs> I, you need to respect my um, disability. Um, but then after that, 
You're not dyslexic. They they dubbed the film in Telugu as Thirteen Padamudu. Right. Which is maybe my favorite title of the three. I think that's just a redub. I don't I don't think they replaced any of the uh, actors on this one. Um, actually, that one did have a few scenes that they reshot with one actor. Oh, okay. So. It would be interesting to compare them. I'm not going to, but it would be interesting. That's, um, if you cared to give this film a like deluxe from Arrow Blu-ray release kind of thing, it would be cool to have one with all three cuts. I, I will say this movie, okay, we're, we're going to rip into this movie a little bit. But it does have its following. There are people who genuinely love this movie. Mm-hmm. Because the way I, I found it was looking at lists of, you know, good, great, you know, Hindi horror films. Oh, yeah, it was up there, and it was on, the, and I thought about choosing it, and I'm really fucking glad I didn't. And the premise I, is great. We I still wanna, had to watch it. So. I didn't want to have, but I didn't want to have egg on my face as being the one who chose it. Dude, I'm used to it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest, Jason. I watched the trailer in my research for my pick, and then when I saw the trailer, I was like, mm, I'm going to pass on this one. Yeah, I thought maybe it was just a bad trailer. No. <laughs> you know, like the new Dungeons and Dragons movie trailer is terrible. No, no it's, not, it's not, dude. Oh my God. You just are mad because they use Led Zeppelin. It out makes of no context. sense. It I makes know. no sense to use Hold That All Up. That's not the only reason, but <laughs> it's probably the biggest reason. You're right. And I'm sure the filmmakers had nothing to do with that. I don't actually mind when they use songs that don't belong because then I get to walk around like just. You can do that anyway. There's our copy strike. Uh, yeah, see, it's your fault. <laughs> uh, the film is directed by Vikram K. Kumar. I like how he said directed dismissively. Um, <laughs> he's got a lot under him. And he's actually done some other horror films as well. Of which I did not look into after, <laughs> after I watched your TV. <laughs> Yeah, he's done some other stuff. I don't really give a shit now. Oh, man. If this is the uh, best you got, bro, I ain't in for so, it. So, uh, should I hit you guys maybe with the synopsis on this film? To Go get for it. it. To get, it, get us rolling. Sure. All right. Manahar, along with his family, move into a new apartment on the 13th floor. However, their peace is disturbed by a spirit that uses the television set as a medium to communicate with them. What could be a more classic and simple horror film premise? It's a good Except premise. it's not fucking that. Right, and that's one of my problems. That's what we're going to. Like that synopsis you read sounds like a great movie. The movie that I watched wasn't that synopsis. Okay. Mm. We're going to skip a lot with this one. Because this movie is like two and a half hours long. And it has absolutely no reason to be. <laughs> so we're, we're going to hit the high points. Right. We're not going to, going to go into every little plot detail. Because as one character actually says in this movie, this is getting confusing. <laughs> it's like, gone meta. Yeah, it is, brother. It's gone very meta. Yeah. So anyway, yes. Uh, Manohar and his extended family, they move into this new nice house. It's like a flat. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. a condo type deal. It is very nice looking. It is nice. Um, okay, now something positive. I do like the family. Yeah, they're cool. You know, they seem kind say of this. realistic and kind of personable and, and nice. All the actors in the film do an amazing job. Yeah, they do a great job. They are not the problem with this film. No. They are not, no. So I actually loved his mom. Mm-hmm. His mom's cool. She's great, and she's like, honestly, every Indian mom I've ever known. Yeah. Um, I also couldn't imagine having to live with my entire extended family like that. It's kind of neat, though, because, I mean, and I'm sure this is... A cultural well, thing. A cultural yeah. thing. A lot of them do this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's cool that they actually honor their elders and stuff like that. And they actually will live with extended family members. And I couldn't do that, though. You know my parents. I know. But that's that's American society, too. I know your parents, too. I'd yeah, be well, like, I, I can't fucking go there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't um, know Dustin's parents. Maybe they're cool. Uh, I should say the lead to uh, Manahar. He's played by uh, Madhavan. 
I really liked him as a character. He has this very like everyman quality to him. Right. Mm-hmm. He's like super likable just right out of the gate. He's relatable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's Manohar and his wife Priya. Yeah. Is smoking hot. Played mm-hmm. by Nitu Chandra. And she's funny too. I really liked her. Jason she's, might say she's she, foxy. She is very foxy. But she had a real charisma to her. Yeah, I think so. Um, like I would watch her. I would watch another movie if she's in it. Just, just see her again in something. <laughs> not this one. I'm not gonna watch this one again. Don't like her enough for that. Uh, I'm just waiting for the email banned from Ghana. This has nothing against <laughs> Indian culture or anything like that. It's it's one movie. Uh, so then it's Manohar's brother, his wife, and their two young children, and. Manohar's college-age sister and their mother. I quite liked the sister a lot too because I don't know why everyone in the family kind of dogs on oh, her. Oh man, yeah. they were like, you can't pass a course. You never, <laughs> you never got... At one point he says, if you pass one paper, I'll buy you a car. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, they're doing well. He, he's like a engineer. He works mm-hmm. for this construction company and stuff. Bit of a, gave me like a poltergeist kind of vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're doing well, but uh, right off the bat, we see some strange ha- things going on. Yes, like, Jason, weird things are happening, and we know things are weird because they after keep showing us that after they happen, there's a audio swell, and they shake the camera vigorously every time. <laughs> yes, in case you didn't realize that that was somehow weird, or they'll or, keep cutting back to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like horribly ominous, cheesy music will pop up. Let this movie does not trust its audience. I've never seen a. This might be a, a, a hot take statement, but I don't know if I've ever seen a film with a score this bad. It's pretty bad. Like, to the point where I would almost rather there not be a score, and I'm just watching like a a, a musicless movie. <laughs> because the times that this movie is like just. It's not subtle. <laughs> it, it whips its junk out and tries to hit you in the face with it, and you're like, okay. All right, you need to back off. A, a bit at the start, I was kind of into it. It kind of almost had like a like a more modern horror film, like an Insidious vibe or something to it. Yeah. But then as it kicked in further, I was kind of like, what are you doing, dude? Like, what's going on now? Yeah, so these strange occurrences... Um, the, mi- the milk's curdling. The milk curdles. That's apparently a bad omen as well. Sure. I, I did look that up. That's, more, that's a cultural... And that's another thing. I think we probably are missing... I, I think that... Indian cinema is so intrinsic with the culture. We're missing things like even the style, like the 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 uh, melodramatic, just overdoing of everything that might be like part of their cinematic language. You know, it's just something that's kind of you know accepted. What, watching something. this film, I did think back to the last episode, and I read off that list of like the six major inspirations mm-hmm. uh, for Indian cinema. And some of them was was like the the melodramatic stuff that they pulled from plays, and then we'll, we'll get into it here in a bit. But the uh, MTV style music video yes. inspirations, yes, it's very over the top. And I wonder if that's just part of that's how they accept it. That's how they watch movies. So yeah. I do know that the central premise that surrounds this that it is focusing on um, from one p.m. to one thirty p.m. a <laughs> I like how you've watched a movie, but I do know the central premise of it. <laughs> I believe it's about an apartment called 13B. Or is it B13? From what I don't I, know. From what I understand, uh, no, they, they, every day there is a, a teledrama or a teleserial. It's a soap opera. A soap opera, yeah. They call it a serial. That, uh, Which is what they are. 
that that they all watch. Well, primarily the women. The, the women, women watch. Home, yeah. Watch it. Um, and and you don't do anything during this time. I actually have known Indian families that are like, uh, uh-uh, uh, this this show is on, and I'm oh, like, yeah, I mean that's that's okay. any culture. I think they're that's like, universal. Like, yeah. can you tape it? Definitely. And they look at you like you just pooped on the floor. Like, <laughs> no, we can't tape it. Uh, so I get that part because watching it live can be part of the fun. Um, Am I going too deep if I talk about a few of these other things from the start before the soap opera is a deal? Oh, please. Um, there's one specific neighbor in the apartment complex. He's a blind guy with a dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of mysterious, kind of shady. He gets a lot of camera shakes when he's around. <laughs> um, and the elevator doesn't work for Manahar for some reason. Only Manahar. Only yeah. Manahar. Isn't that weird, guys? Whoa. <laughs> if oh, we, can we shake our microphones and make it sound like they're shaking? Um, also, his nephew takes a picture of him on his new phone. And it does the, like, J-Horror thing. It does. He had a, f- a filter set on it or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. The dude just doesn't know how to turn his phone filter <laughs> off. And every time he tries to take a picture of himself throughout the movie, and it keeps doing the swirly thing, I'm just yeah. like, dude, turn Snapchat off. And I, just stop taking Snapchat pictures. And I think this movie really did want to invoke the ring and yeah. stuff like that. I, I definitely got a ring vibe a yeah, lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but man, the, when it was used in the ring, it was spooky because their faces were like smeared and blurred. But here it's just like a spiral. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the pinch effect. That's well, and then too, and this, <laughs> yeah. this maybe gets back into what you're talking about, Michael, about the score. There's no like, I hate to to be like an asshole and use some kind of like crazy term here, but there's no like gravitas to any of the moments when these horror things happen. It'll just be like, I think that's a perfect word. Weird, awkward music. And then you just look and it's like, Oh, yep. His face is twisty on the phone. (laughs) And then it was like, Oh, you better make sure they know it's scary. Shake the camera a little bit. (laughs) But when he's not in the apartment and takes a picture of himself, it comes out normal. What Mm -hmm. if it wasn't actually a horror film all along and they just had a really bad cameraman who just shook all the time. And they were like, well, fuck, we got to figure something out. Can you write a score to fit this? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, the, the the women folk of the household are obsessed with this one show. They're, they're going to sit down to watch it. They're turning the channel, and it stops on channel 13. Oh, was there something else oh, you wanted to mention just, before just, we got no, But 13, it's just like the floor they live on. Right. I know, it's scary, isn't it? But, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> so, but it won't turn off this channel. Yep. But this new show comes on. Saab Karyat, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. In Hindi, yeah. And in the original language, that's the Yavaram Nalam. Right. Which basically translated as everyone as well is probably how we would localize it. I'm pretty sure. I I watched the Hindi version. What did you guys watch? I watched the Hindi version. Because it had Saab Karyat. Oh, we should talk about this real quick for a second. So we we rented it on Amazon. That's the only place you can get it. That's the only place you can get it. And it's only the (laughs) Hindi version. I found that it was on Hulu. And they had... um, they had the Hindi and they had the Telugu, I think. Neither one had subtitles on them. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I was I was real excited. I was like, maybe Dustin just didn't get this right. Oh, did you try to? I did. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess. Yeah, because I, I messaged you guys. And I was like, hey, don't worry about renting it. It's on Hulu. It's fine. I'm about to watch it. And then like five minutes later, I was like, hey, guys. Um... Yeah, you got to rent it. <laughs> After I watched the movie, though, I feel like I probably could have just watched it on Hulu, saved two bucks, and still have <laughs> well, the same there's understanding. There's a lot of English in this movie. There so is. You can get, like, a quarter of it <laughs> without speaking I English. feel like I probably still would have understood yeah. most of what was going on. <laughs> and actually, the same. I think that's interesting, too, because the parts they say in English, it is very much like it's super clear English. Oh, yeah. Right. And then it just very naturally transitions into mm-hmm. the Hindi. And I thought that was interesting. It was. As someone who does not watch many... 
Indian films. I, no. I clearly you have not been around very many Indian people either. Well, we we live in Kentucky, so <laughs> when I lived in, it's Dayton, not by choice. It's just when I lived in Dayton we... and drove Uber for a while. Like I had a lot of Indian passengers, and they'd be talking on the phone, and like all of a sudden, I'm like, "Do I understand Hindi now? <laughs> <laughs> I have picked up the language. I know Hindi." So they're <laughs> watching this soap opera, and immediately we notice it's kind of weird because the family in the show <laughs> looks like their family. Well, we notice that they don't. <laughs> Yeah, it's the exact same premise. The yep. amount of time that and, motherfucker watches that show and, and, and doesn't realize that it's him is like, the fuck? The other thing I really love is that in case somehow you didn't understand that it was them in the show, the first time they watch it, the camera pans over to show you their family photo. <laughs> yeah, it, it basically reintroduces the characters we were just introduced to. And, and, and to be clear, it's like actors in the show. It's not them, but yeah, it, yeah. it's actors who look sort of like them. But it's like the same family members, same you know genders and everything. Same dynamics. Same dynamics. They just moved into this new house. Um, and even a line from one of the women from Priya or something like, oh, that's just like us. That would have gone a long way toward, okay. They, they realize, hey, this is kind of weird. But, but instead, oh, the camera neat. focuses on the TV, then back on the family, <laughs> then on the TV, <laughs> right, then right, back right, on right. the family, and then back on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. <clears throat> I think Dustin's about to have a conniption. Okay, so one of the problems is that they had not put up their pictures in their prayer room. Mm-hmm. Um, Manohar tries to get the watchman of the building, who I guess likes the superintendent. He's the whatever. driller. Which we do have to talk about the watchman for a second, because this is before the serial stuff even starts, but the first time Manohar goes to his job and he gets into his car, they have the worst timed jump scare ever <laughs> yeah. of the yeah. watchman coming up to the window to talk to him. Right, it's not scary at all. Ah. God. It's just like someone coming up to your car to talk to you. Yeah. It's not frightening. And there's just a boom stinger yeah. in there, and it's not on the right beat at all. I forgot about that. Because I think of like Insidious or any film, like I keep bringing up that, but like James Wan's like a master of doing like a good jump scare where it's like he'll build the anticipation, and then you, you feel the timing of like it's going to be here, and then he waits just like one or two beats to Give really a little bit of redirection. get you with it. Yeah. And this was so mistimed in this film. It was. Just, ah. I cringe just so bad when it happened. <laughs> uh, so Manahar gets one of his guys that works for him t- with a big industrial drill to go to his apartment because the walls apparently are too hard. You can't nail through them. I think one of them says they think there's like a beam that runs behind the yeah, wall or something. through the whole wall. And Manahar right. makes fun of his Did wife for saying this. Think about just like moving the nail? Or using like, those, um, you know, sticky things. Yeah, uh, like you know, command strips. About. Command strips, thank you, yes. Hi. Hello. But anyway... So the guy shows up. He's going to drill into the walls. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just kind of silly. Uh, one of the women hears him cry out or something, and they run in there, and he's on the floor. I guess he's being shocked is what we find out happens. I don't know. It didn't really look like it. No, it did not. Of course, I get, then again, I don't really know what it looks like for someone to get shocked. I mean, it would have been cool if there was like electrical bolts going up and down and like the Emperor was shocking them or something. You know, I would not have put it past this movie at all. I would have enjoyed that. I think this needed a bit more cheese to make it Oh, kind of, kind of go the other way with it, maybe? Yeah. yeah. Uh, instead of taking itself so seriously, you just lean into the cheese. So anyway, this dude's saying, oh, there's like industrial power in here. It shocked me. And I, he's obviously rattled, so he has to leave. So that's another spooky thing that happened. But didn't this mirror something that happened on the on the telenovela too? 
Uh, maybe. I know it's not a telenovela, but I can't not call it that. <laughs> it's you, basically, you, it's a soap opera. Um, okay, so anyway. Oh, we also meet a character that doesn't become relevant for like an hour or more. Um, but there's this doctor on TV that the mom with a family really likes. Yes. I think in our version, it's Dr. Balu. Isn't that right? I think uh, Sheen is what we know him as now. Oh, Sheen? Okay. Sheen Day. He's got a different it. name in both versions of the film. Yes. So it's, it's Dr. Sheen Day at first. Yep. Um, yes. Cause, and he's into the paranormal and all that stuff. They're like some interview on TV with him. Mm-hmm. But apparently he helped operate it on his mom or something. Yeah. Anyway, he's like a family doctor. No, that's fucking he's, a, he's a famed doctor. He's and a family he's, doctor who's into fucking ghosts. For some reason, is into ghosts. Not fucking ghosts, but he's into ghosts. <laughs> Maybe he fucks him. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? So stuff happens in this show that starts to happen in real life. Yeah, and Manohar, he's there for some reason. I forget why, like during the day. And he's kind of noticing this program they're watching. And he's like, hey, this is kind of just like us. And his mom's like, oh, yeah, it's like this new program. It's got, like, specters in it, too. And, like, she's excited because it's, like, new and paranormally yeah. and stuff. So, like, the milk's been curdling on the show and stuff Just like, like us. that. And there's this, <laughs> this is a great shot of the character on the show. He's, like, thinking about everything that's happened. Then it just keeps cutting back to him turning his head. Like, wow, this is all very strange. And it cuts back to Manohar and back and forth. And <laughs> Okay. Oh, um, damn it. So then uh, he's seeing things in this, like uh, the brother in the show gets a raise, like a big raise. Uh-huh. It's a promotion. And, and then, then it happens to his brother. And they're going to now be able to pay off their flat quicker. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The sister graduates. That's one of the things. The sister graduates. Yeah. <laughs> With the 69. With the 69. Hey. So then these things really happen. And he's like, holy shit. You know, this is just like what's going on here. Um, I do like the scene where he comes home. Manahar comes home with gifts for everybody, and he has his wife a cookbook. Yeah, and they all kind of make fun of her cooking or whatever. But then it turns out it was the Kama Sutra. Ah, yeah. So they're looking at it later and everything. And this was the best part. Uh, so to mm, to get around the uh, what do you call them? I guess the decency laws or whatever. The the ratings board. Mm-hmm. To, to show that they're having sex, we get a music video. Of not of them having sex. Not, not of them having sex. They're like frolicking on the beach and there's a song and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But we're that's that's your substitute for sex. But it fades. Right? Like you definitely know what they're about to do, mm-hmm. and they just like it just goes into this music video yeah. and you're like, the fuck? Yeah. So Tiffany was passively watching this one with me <laughs> and she had gotten up because she was already like, fuck this movie. And she left when they were kind of starting to talk in the bed together. I like those scenes. They have good chemistry. Mm-hmm. They do. They really do. And then she comes back during the music video, and she's like, "Did you stop watching the film, or what's no. going on right now?" I was like, no, it's, "No, no, it's music video time." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sit back. And unlike you're like, no, they're having sex, obviously. Unlike <laughs> Too Bad, where the the song inserts really like help to forward the narrative mm-hmm. and like give you context. It wasn't obtrusive. This was just a complete. You could just wipe this out, and yeah. it wouldn't make a difference. We also all watched this at different times, mm-hmm. and uh, had a tiny bit of commentary. <laughs> we we try not to do this and save everything <laughs> for the podcast, but we had a little bit of commentary going on. And Jason, when this scene happened, Jason was like, "What? A music video substitute for a sex scene?" 
And Dustin's only response is, buckle up. (laughs) (laughs) And Jason's like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. You two had finished it. Yeah. And so I knew that you all thought it was a giant pile of shit. And so then it was left to me today (laughs) to watch it knowing how bad you all think it is. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, I try to keep my cards close before we come to the table to record, but it was sometimes a, you can't contain them. It was a real hard two and a half hours today. Mm. <laughs> You're like the guy who does his homework ten minutes before class. <laughs> Always. Um, we get to a big point of this whole like prophetic TV show thing. Um, his wife gets pregnant and has a miscarriage, mm-hmm. which does happen. Yes. Well, in the scene where he comes... Uh, I really do like the... I I thought it was really interesting the way that um, him announcing to everyone that he was going to be a father was portrayed. Mm. Everyone was super excited for him. And they're like, take the day off, man. Like, this is... Tell your wife we're real happy for her. And it's almost like that's a cultural thing that I wish happened here. Oh, yeah, for sure. Instead, here it's like, oh, well... Get back to work. Did you mean yeah. to be pregnant? Well, you got to get this done. Because you still need to go to work. Yeah. But he comes home with like, they keep telling him, bring home sweets, bring home sweets. But yeah, I, I did, that's the kind of musical number it needed. Because mm-hmm. there's like a bit of a musical montage there. Yeah. That, like, that one's much better handled. But it's also like, everything is well here. You know, like that's kind of showing that everything is going well and... Maybe it's not such a bad omen that the milk curdled and everything's I mean, hey, be did fine. you guys realize that what happens in the show <laughs> was happening in the film? Well, Manahar is starting to cotton on to that. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Is he, though? This is when he starts to cotton on to it. Because when time. he's sitting there watching the TV for like 30 fucking minutes, and it actually is 30 minutes of the movie that he's watching <laughs> the TV, and it like seems to be dumbfounded that the things are the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Priya has an accident in the kitchen. Uh, she's shocked or something. She's right? exploded. Yeah, That's what <laughs> there's kind of this big explosion. She flies Some, across the room. Someone needs to look into the wiring of this building. Yeah, seriously. Like, for she real. goes in to check the tea or something, mm-hmm. and it gets exploded. I didn't know Trump had property in India. <laughs> he probably does. <laughs> so, yeah, they race her to the hospital and all this stuff. And, oh, yeah, they don't know if she's going to make it. But they've been there for like 24 hours. So he's like, oh, shit, well, I'm going to... I, he goes to the lobby of the television. I put it on this show because the show is foretelling everything that happens to us. But the TV doesn't work. That's the only way to know. Right. So he starts running and the, the, t- the show's not on anywhere else. He runs home. That's the only place the show is playing. On Channel 13 at his house. Mm-hmm. He looks at the, the, like this newspaper for the TV guide thing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, it, yeah. <laughs> Which is something we realized like, you know, half an hour ago. <laughs> Um, but Priya is saved by a set aforementioned doctor from like forever ago in the film. Yes, from the video, the paranormal dude. Yep. Um, so he decides to do a little detective work. Here. But unfortunately, the baby does not survive. Yeah, correct. So Manahar goes to the production offices of the you know serial, but uh, just, he's like, I want to buy ad time. He's like, Oh, come right in. It's <laughs> the worst security guard ever. He asks him what he does, and he's I'm like, Joe I'm Joe Business. I'm, I'm here a, to buy ad time. I'm a businessman. And he's like, Oh, Ooh, come on in. Businessman. <laughs> Although, honestly, there could be some cast things going on here, too. Uh, probably, yeah. You know, so. They definitely are of a higher cast because they live in a really nice place. Yeah. Yeah, I think. And that's still very much a thing for a lot of people. So. Yeah. Um, 
What's that saying? Oh, yeah. So he goes into the offices. He's going to go right to where they're producing the thing. And it's like a game show or a variety show or something. Yeah. It's yeah. not even the, you know, the drama they've been watching. The drama. The drama. It's not, it's not their stories. <laughs> so it's like, what? Um, camera shake, camera shake, camera shake. <laughs> camera shake. Something weird's happened. Check the camera. Okay. Um, Wake him up. He fell asleep again. <laughs> okay. Here's things that get really confusing. Because, okay, so he goes back to his house and he's talking with the blind neighbor again and his dog starts digging around in the playground. And his dog's named Harry. Yeah. Yeah. Like the most American dog name. I guess. I love it. But he was a good dog. So. He was a good dog. But he's digging out in front of this big jungle gym bee thing. Yeah. The bee. Specifically. Not, a, not an animal bee, but the letter B. The letter B. Yeah. In a language that does not use the Cerulean alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, obviously, the, the whole English thing, maybe. Uh, it's a stretch. It's an accident. It looks like a bee. It looks like something else completely different. It was boobs. boobs. <laughs> they got turned on their side. Boobs. <laughs> don't, don't flip them over. You have to put in a music video. <laughs> um, so stuff happens. The, the dog was digging. Dog's di- digging, and he's like, oh, whatever. Um... Let's see. Oh, he asks his wife about the cereal, and she teases him about getting into it and stuff like that. And she says that the neighbor's dog in the show was digging, but they stopped before it showed what he found. My favorite is she's like, she's trying to tell the story, and she's like, he's digging and digging and digging. <laughs> and he, like, shakes her. <laughs> like, Dummy! <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're really into the show! <sighs> um, so, okay, so the Manahar wakes up at night... And it's raining, and he goes out, and he starts digging where the dog was digging, and he finds, like, uh, this diary or something mm. with pictures in it. And it's the family from the show. Right. It turns out it was actually documents Trump took from the White House. <laughs> 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 He's buried them in India. <laughs> because, you know what? At this point, I wouldn't be surprised if this was the fucking plot of this movie. <laughs> That would actually be kind of interesting. Okay. It'd be better what, have, what it is, yeah. So then a bunch of shit happens. He gets this friend of his who's a cop. Um, and it suddenly just becomes like a different movie at this point. Like, the family does. is barely in it now. Right. It felt to be like they were trying to do the Omen thing, right? Like, in the Omen at the start, you're just only at their home. It's all about the kid. Yeah. They're figuring out how things are weird. Then they start researching. And, and then he tries to figure it out, and he kind of goes on this whole like side adventure where he's traveling around to different places. Hanging out with David Warner. Hanging out with David Warner, tracking down the plot, getting the awesome screen glass kill. Yeah. God, um, and it's the omen. <laughs> hey, yeah. Um, but yeah, that little chunk is like almost its own little thing. Mm-hmm. But somehow like that is still threaded through into what the omen is. Right, it's coherent. Whereas in here, this is like... They just jump tracks to another film. Yes. I actually hit pause, and I saw that there was still an hour and a half left of the movie. <laughs> and I was like, the fuck is left to do here? Yeah. So then we get yeah we get them rifling through newspapers and stuff. Whole research scene and all that. Okay, so this is actually where the funny thing happened that I was... <laughs> the anecdote that I was going to tell you about. I was... At this point, I was already really pissed off at this movie because it had been going on so long and now it's like a whole new movie. Mm-hmm. And um, all of a sudden, the TV turns off and my 15-month-old son just grabbed the remote and fucking turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> he was like... And I just looked at him and he is just like 
blank face looking at me holding the remote like, I'm sorry, I couldn't fucking do this anymore. It's like, I'm a fucking baby and that's annoying as shit. I was like, I know, buddy. We have to finish it, though. It's for the podcast. He's just like, why are you punishing me? <laughs> He's just, oh, God, I wish I had a picture of him standing there with the remote just staring at me like, that's hilarious. I don't want to watch this anymore. Your kid who's not even yet two has a better taste. Than you? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not hard. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, so we learned that, yes, the family in the show was a real family that existed. And their house address is the same as where the apartment is now. Camera shake! It was a different building at the time. Yeah. Like Camera shake! It's, it's a big villa or something. Uh, and they were butchered back in 1977. Mm-hmm. There's something about their daughter. She was a newscaster. Some guy had like a crush on her, yeah. wanted to marry her. She did. There's a whole bunch of shit oh. that goes on here that really doesn't matter. Oh yeah, and her, I really don't even want to go over. Her name's Chitra, and this is this is where the name thing. I think uh, no, no, Shinde is the the fan who later becomes the doctor, and he's obsessed with her. That's his brother. Oh yeah. Okay, so there's this dude. <laughs> I don't know. The the, the family from seventy seven really had a daughter who was a newscaster, right? Mm-hmm. They buy this TV, and it's a big deal because not many people had TVs, I guess. Yeah. Because the whole neighborhood's out there. Uh so watch her on it. And that's when we learned that, and they saw this dude's picture in the photo, but they have a brother? Oh, is this the ableism? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yep. Well, we have something to say about that. Oh, yeah, because when it happened, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, dude is playing full mentally handicapped guy, but and he's obviously not mentally handicapped, and his version of it is to twist his mouth to the side as far as possible and fucking drool. Yeah. That is... It's not subtle, like the rest of this movie. That yeah. is... But when I saw it, I was like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah. I, I will give it a little break. It was a film from 2009. We have learned a lot in the time since then. I don't know. I still think in 2009... Well, granted, this is the country that will censor sex scenes, but also has like a horribly huge rampant problem with rape and sexual assault in their actual economy Mm -hmm. and lifestyle but they're like no 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 we can't show sex on tv instead you just need to go rape people in the streets that's Mm -hmm. how we fix it that's why japan is so peaceful yeah they're like show whatever you want so they invite like the whole neighborhood to come watch a tv and the dude flips out and smashes shit and okay so you're right, right. There was this dude who uh, was obsessed with the daughter, but she didn't want to marry him. And they kick his ass and tell him to go home. <laughs> he, he threatens them, though, right? He says, like, if I can't marry her, I'm just going to kill everyone. Right. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. Okay, man. Uh, and then he commits suicide. Yeah. We find this out later. He commits suicide, and he's the brother of Dr. Seend, whose real name is Mabula. I don't know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> So it was so actually it was actually the doctor. It was actually the doctor who killed that family because he blamed them for his brother's suicide. But he put it on the mentally handicapped. Yes, guy. he framed him. And then there's some stuff. The police officer that was investigating the case he commits suicide in that house too. Well, he was actually murdered, but yeah. But at first they thought it was suicide. Yeah, I, I was vaguely trying to chain oh, the I'm plot. Or I thought we gave up on that. Eh. No, Dustin's uh, still holding out hope for some okay, bit of. Okay. Uh, so they go find the brother. Yes, in a mental asylum. Mm. Who now has um, spray-painted white hair. Yeah. Because he's older. Yeah, that's how you know. <laughs> did you know? Did you know he was older because he had spray-painted white hair? I did, yeah. Did you know that they're also the family that's in the show the same way? <laughs> I, I, I did. Okay. They shook the camera enough to let me know. 
<laughs> um, but they learn that he goes crazy after he sees a certain TV show in the asylum, right? Is that a thing that happens? Or did I dream that? There, well, there's this whole thing where it turns out that a lot of what we've been seeing was a dream by Manohar. And we have no idea what was real and what wasn't. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Sure. <laughs> I'm not sure the camera shook enough to convey that to so me. The, that there's, a, there's a point where um, Manohar... After, after researching one night, he has a dream that the murderer is climbing the stairs to get to his family. Remember? Right, yeah, and he yeah, starts yeah, yeah. climbing up after them because the elevator doesn't work. Yeah. But he keeps winding up on the second floor. Yeah. Like, no matter how many stairs he goes up, it's always on the second floor. Which um, in any other film would be this awesome segment. Yeah. And yet here they fumble it like they fumble every other thing. Well, Baba had already done it back in, what, 63 <laughs> or something like that? Uh, Kill Baby Kill. Have you seen that one? Yeah. yeah Love it. I'm not entirely sure the people who made this movie had seen that one. I know, I'm just trying to think of better movies. <laughs> <laughs> so at least Dustin has something good to write up in yeah. the notes. <laughs> yeah. Let's just start saying movies we like <laughs> that are good. I mean, that, that's why I brought up The Omen and Insidious. So Nice. <sighs> what about that movie, so, Psycho? So he wakes up huh? from this dream. He wakes up from that dream. and how... Okay, so this is directly from like the Wikipedia thing. He realizes that the events that took place... From digging up the diary of photographs, the climbing of the stairs were happening in a dream. So, like a quarter of the movie was a dream. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't grok this either, but I mean, apparently, that—that's a thing. Or, I'm not, or is it all true and he just dreamed it? I'm as not well. really sure that it matters. So anyway, he gets up and he sees on the TV. Uh, they're showing the the, the killer and the, and the Yavaram Nalam, or I guess actually in this one it was the different title, but anyway, of the serial, and yeah. this is also a place where it really... So you see like this figure in black walking with a bloody hammer, and it starts panning up to his face, and then the actor turns around, and it's Manahar. Yeah. And it keeps showing him turning around, <laughs> and this big musical stinger, this boom, 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 boom. No shit. <laughs> it's just, oh man. So then he like freaks out thinking, oh, I'm going to kill my family. And this is where you think there would be like something like a big action moment or something would happen here. Like this is the, this is the go time, right? Yeah. And instead we get the slow progression of what happens where he goes to the doctor and he has him book tickets to send the family somewhere else, mm-hmm. but not tell them why. So that they'll be safe. Yeah, so he won't be able to kill them. And he'll stay at the doctor's while he does this until they leave. Now, there, there was a point earlier that gave me, that kindled some interest in this movie for me. <laughs> Where was it? Because I missed it. He and his cop partner are talking about, because uh, there's also a scene in the movie where someone's stove explodes. Mm-hmm. You know, Well, that was supposed to, that scene actually made me laugh. It was supposed to, what they thought was going to be his cop partner's wife. Right. Um, and when his cop partner realizes that the same things are happening, like now he's in the drama. Yeah. And he's uh, very concerned about himself. Yeah. And the dude's like, well, you're in it with me now. And the dude's like, I just fucking got here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, which is that character is uh, Shiva and he's played by Ravi Babu. Uh-huh. Quite liked him. Yeah. He was, he, good. He was a great. Actor. Again, the cast is great. Yeah. Um, but there's that one line where, uh, cause Shiva's telling him just move out. And he's like, no, I can't because that show only airs in my house. 
And if I'm not there to watch it, I won't know what to avoid. That is the movie this should have fucking been. It should have been about him becoming obsessed with the show and losing his job because he's there to watch it all day. And he's so concerned about, you know, following the patterns of the show and keeping everyone safe that he winds up losing everybody because he's obsessing over the show they should have just left to begin with. That's actually a good plot, Jason. That's this the movie fucking can't movie. handle that. Yeah, I, I can drive to that. Yeah. <sighs> that should have been a fucking movie. That's Nobody... very Twilight Zone-y. Yeah. Which, I mean, there are Twilight Zone plots about this kind of sure. thing where you get, like, a prophetic vision of the future. And normally I don't like to bitch about what a movie didn't do, but when it brings it up, mm-hmm. when your movie brings up a much more interesting idea and it doesn't follow through on it, it's fair to criticize it for not going that route. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yes, you were saying he's at the doctor's house. Uh-huh. He, the doctor goes to the families with the tickets to, to fly away in the morning. They, she invites him in because she's not rude. Um, the television comes on. Television just comes on. And it's the, the girl from 77. Uh, Chitra. Chitra. Doing her newscast thing. But then she like addresses the doctor and says, you know, you killed us and all this stuff. And, and he, he killed he, all of them, even the police officer. Yeah. So you know, the police he, officer, he's freaking out because yeah. there's this ghost in the TV talking to him. And he smashes it. And the family comes in and they're like, what the hell are you doing? So he turns around. <laughs> <laughs> you should have written the script for this. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? <laughs> So, yeah, he looks at them and all their faces morph into the original family. Mm-hmm. Every one of them. This has to happen to every one of them. Because he's to, crazy. To drive home the point that, oh, he thinks this is the old family. We have to see it seven fucking times. Well, it's because they figured out how to do that CG effect. <laughs> the whole morphing yeah. thing? And they were like, ooh, we should like, do it on all of them. We saw Willow. We can do this. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but Manahar saves the day. He does by smashing a hammer into the doctor's face off screen. Another complaint I have. There's no fucking gore in this movie. Man, we should not have started with Tombod. That was too high a bar. I mean, maybe I'm just not willing to try to fail, but I I go for... Like, I take the risk of failing. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to be that guy. I want to pick one that's good. I failed so much in my life, I'm not scared of doing it. <laughs> You got got 10 more years of failure on you than I do. Listen, though, we're not done. This film has a stinger. It does. Tell us about it. (laughs) So we pick back up with the family. Everything's normal. They got a a new dog, right? They took Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They took Harry in. Um, They go through the same stuff. The milk's good now. It's not curdling. Everything's happy. They also have their prayer room set up there. Mm -hmm. It's like a shrine now. Now, finally. They're also... Um, and the elevator works, right? The yeah, elevator yes. works, but main dude is also now where... I don't care enough main to remember dude. his Manahar. name. Manahar. Manahar. Uh, it just makes me think of Man of War, and I just want to go listen to Man of War now. Um, <laughs> but Manahar is actually, if you notice, is now wearing um, the traditional... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, They were praying, so I think they do the whole... Yeah, yeah, but like he's wearing it more now. Like They've actually embraced their religion now. Sure. And so... We did this episode just to say that if you all would just accept uh, our Lord and Savior, what? Jesus Christ, <laughs> what? Uh, all of this would be... Uh, I, I don't think it's about fixed. Jesus. I don't think it's about that. Wait, it's not? No. <laughs> I, I wish they were worshipping Hastar. That would have been a lot more interesting. <laughs> what if they just shouted at the doctor sleep? Hastar <laughs> will come for you. <laughs> or it, actually, Cheetar would also fit. Cheetar. <laughs> um, 
guitar. So yeah, our, our final little thing. Manohar goes to leave. He gets in the elevator. He gets a phone call. <laughs> and it's it's from the doctor, right? Yep. His dialogue's my favorite. <laughs> go, on, go on, Michael. Surprised it's me? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Camera shake, camera shake, camera shake. Camera shake, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, and he says basically that uh, that family haunts 13B because of the murders, but now he is going to haunt the phone. <laughs> I think the phone's a lot easier to get rid of in the house. Um, Fuck this. <laughs> Throw it away. Yeah. Wait, wait, come back. No, no, no. <laughs> Gotta use this phone. It's like, I, I went all in on this one phone. I should have. Damn it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's that's the movie. So it threatens us with a sequel. It threatens a sequel <laughs> or a spinoff or I don't know what. Clearly, oh never... shit! It's gonna be thirteen B. Fear has a new number. Dude's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I can't. Get rid of this. <laughs> He's like I can't get rid of this phone. I still have payments on it. They'll charge me for it. Because every month, if I just make my payment, they take off the phone. I can't figure out how to transfer all my pictures. <laughs> it's a movie about your mom. <laughs> um, we didn't talk about what genre this film is, probably because <laughs> none of us cared to. Um, IMDb tags it as drama, horror, mystery. Whatever. I don't really know that there's that much mystery to it. I would say thriller, if anything. Thriller, yeah. That yeah. was kind of. I was more leaning toward a thriller. Maybe like. Yeah, paranormal thriller. Um, <laughs> I have some facts if you guys want. <laughs> Please. Um, this was like on a lot of things, and I looked it up too because I was curious. Uh, that TV that they watch, it actually has like a specific make and model. Mm-hmm. It's an Onita, and the model is Poison. Let's name the model. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Wow, cool. I mean, it's an iconic part of the film, so I thought that was interesting. The movie did open with like them assembling all the TVs. Yeah, I actually thought that opening was pretty cool. It was very atmospheric, and very... I wanted to talk about it, and I'm glad you brought it okay. up. Because it reminded me of, is it the second Child's Play, where it's like the good guy doll factory, and mm-hmm. you see the dolls being built slowly and meticulously. Mm-hmm. And it's very like good and atmospheric and disturbing. Yeah. And that actually gave me a lot of hope for this film. Me too. That they quickly wasted. Yeah. They pissed that away. It also reminded me of the beginning of Christine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the cars being assembled and stuff. There's um, just one evil one. So as we know, the apartment was the central location of the film for a lot of the shots. And they made a temporary shooting floor from scratch. And actually like built this apartment to shoot on. Mm, that's cool. That's cool. Nice set. Uh, bu- bu- bu. So I wanted to talk a little bit about film ratings because I dug all this up. Okay. I actually need to talk about stuff that wasn't about the film, but it'll be interesting. It, it pertains to it. So the Tamil version got a UA rating, U slash A, and the Hindi version got an A rating. And so these are the ratings of the Central Board of Film Certification. And much like what we have over here, what's in England, other places, it's a statutory film certification body of the Ministry of Information and Broadcasting for the Government of India. And they generally regulate the public exhibition of films under the provisions of their cinema... Ter- cinema... Blah, blah, blah. I'm dead, you guys. Okay. <laughs> Cinematograph you gonna Act. You can have my fucking phone. Cinematograph <laughs> Act of 1952. 
And that outlines various certification rules and processes for a commercial film to be shown in a public venue. Um, and so generally films can be screened in cinemas and on TV only after they've been certified through the board and had any edits made. We know all of that, but I want to get into like what their actual ratings are. So they have four primary certifications. Originally, there were only two, and that was U for unrestricted public access. Anyone can watch it. Like a G. Like a G. And they had A, which was restricted to adult audiences only. Okay. Now, a lot of gray area. So, yeah, it's, it's everyone or only adults. Boom, boom. That's like such a huge divide compared to what we're used to. In June of 1983, they added two more restrictions. U slash A, which is unrestricted public exhibition... But if you're a child under 12, you need parental guidance. So like an R, pretty much. No one under 17. That's more like a PG-13. I would say that's more like PG-13. Yeah. That's about the same time we got a PG-13 here, like 84, 85. Mm -hmm. And they added S, which is restricted to specialized audiences. So these are films where, like, you have to be a certain type of person to be certified to watch it. And some of the examples they gave was something like a doctor or a scientist... And it would be like watching a video perhaps about like an autopsy or something like that. So in case the local art house is screening the act of seeing when the woman owns eyes, the doctor can go see it. Yeah. Okay. Um, they can refuse to certify a film, which then that obviously restricts the kind of releases that uh, there can be. And then they have some sub-certifications uh, for home video, VU, VUA, and VA which is the same three, but just certified for home video release. Okay. And I have a little list of reasons they can refuse to certify a movie as well. Play it on us. So, um, antisocial activities such as violence may not be glorified. Criminal acts may not be depicted and glorified. And some various things that can be considered prohibitive. Uh, the involvement of children into violent acts or abuse, abuse or ridicule of the physically or mentally handicapped. Apparently, they didn't really. I guess they didn't tag care that on this one. That one. Um, and th- these may have like changed in how strict they were mm. over the years. Um, unnecessary depictions of cruelty to animals, very gratuitous violence, cruelty, or horror. Um, uh, egregious scenes of alcohol consumption, drug addiction, or smoking. Um, scenes of extreme vulgarity, obscenity, depravity, uh, particularly scenes degrading women, including sexual violence. Uh, no denigration by race, religion, or other social groups. Uh, no promotion of sectarian, obscurantist, anti-scientific, and anti-national attitudes. And relations with foreign countries should not be affected by the premise and focus of the film. Okay. So... Some fun information for the day to wash down. What, what was this rated? Um, this was UA for the Tamil version, and the Hindi version got an A. <clears throat> okay. I was trying to look and see what Tumbad got, but all I see is not rated. I think Tumbad is a big exception. I think that's like a pretty bold movie. I mean, there's... Dustin was reading over things like uh, violence towards children. I was like, they beat the shit out of that kid. <laughs> They're Tumbod, constantly getting so. slapped. Yeah, every kid's getting slapped. The um, one falls off the tree. And then the last little note, just to throw it out there. A sequel was planned, oh 
And that stinger, I guess, was the thing. Fear has a um, new number. It became dropped for unknown reasons, and we don't know why. I know why. I mean, I know why, but... Actually, so if you go on to IMDb <laughs> for this fucking movie, have you guys done it? Well, yeah. I was going to talk about this now, maybe before we give our final thoughts. Um, I felt bad coming in to do this one, because I was like, I really don't have much good to say besides the actors are nice. Um, you don't have to say anything good because every other fucking person on IMDb is like, this is the greatest Indian horror film ever made. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, the rest of them have to be awful. Dude, I'm, I'm serious. There also really could be like some cultural barrier. Well, no, no. Here, here's the punchline to this. So I don't often like deep dive on other reviews people have given. Sometimes if it's funny on Letterboxd, I'll mention it. But I really wanted to know, like, what did people think about this movie when it came out at the time? Mm -hmm. And I was able to track down some stuff where people were talking from, like, reviews from, like, film critics in India at the time, talking about them and stuff. And really, a lot of them were on the, like, two out of five star range. Mm -hmm. And they praised, like, certain aspects, but there was a lot of, like, you know, it's kind of dull, it's too long. Um, Really, a lot of the same things that we've identified across this episode. So... I really think maybe we're not like super hating on this and don't get it so much. I mean, if you liked it, you liked it, and that's your thing. But it was very successful from an audience point of view. I yes. Mean, it made some money. This is one where if it did the whole Rotten Tomatoes thing, the uh, critic score and the audience score would be <laughs> out, of, out of whack. Pose, and yeah. There would be accusations of uh, <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> right. So when I looked it up uh, on Google, one of the you know pre- recommended search questions is um is 13 be a good film and it came up with this analysis <laughs> from imdb that i i laughed so hard at it says in short 13 b can be rated as a good attempt by its team but it could have been much better with a lot of editing <laughs> and without the unnecessary songs it says fans of thriller horror movies should feel about 65 to 75 percent satisfaction after watching this movie <laughs> <laughs> who came up with that percentage i don't know but I certainly did not feel 65% That's wishful satisfaction. Thinking. Okay, yeah. here's the other thing. This movie is two and a half hours long. I think it took me four hours to watch this. <laughs> and I'm going to say this on the show. I already told you guys because it was crazy. Um, I don't generally fall asleep during movies. Like, sometimes I'll push and it'll be like midnight. And I'm like, I'm going to throw something on. And mm-hmm. I, I just conk out, you know. This was like 7 p.m. I had gotten in from work. I sat down with dinner. And I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this because it's kind of long. So I want to get through it. And I ate while I was watching the early part, so I was in good on that. And I kid you not, I fell asleep during this film three different times <laughs> and had to wake up and backtrack to where I could remember to rewatch what I missed so that I could even begin to try to talk about this movie for the episode. I think it was a defense mechanism in your brain. <laughs> My son tried to save me from it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it didn't help. Uh, um, do you guys have anything else about this one? I think we've touched on oh. everything. I don't, I don't have any other trivia or anything for it, no. Uh, let's get into our final thoughts. Let's do it. I'll go. Like go go on, Michael. I'm giving this one a one. Mm. And that's the lowest rating we've ever had. Is it? Is it? I think so. Didn't Dustin give uh, Brimstone a one or something? Or a negative <laughs> oh, three or something? His text when he said, it can't be worse than Brimstone. And he's like, just dot dot line face. Like, how, how do you feel about Brimstone now? <laughs> so I, I did give Brimstone a one. 
Are you done talking about the movie? That's all I got. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I'm going to get a one. So, um, I really don't want to say anything else. So I had to think about this in the weight of the films we've covered a little bit. And I thought, you know, it didn't offend me the same way that Brimstone did. <laughs> but I also think it's good that Brimstone made me feel that way because movies can be challenging. And though it was a challenge to my sensibilities... Even though I didn't like Brimstone, I kind of respect it for that. You didn't fall asleep. And I didn't fall asleep. And it was, if nothing else, like it had good actors and good acting it and portrayals. It was competently made. It was competently made. This film does have good acting and good actors. And I would watch any of them in any other film mm-hmm. and be totally happy with their performances. But this film, 13B. <laughs> Fear has a new address. Fear has a new address. <laughs> commits my worst movie sin to me for my personal tastes that can exist which is to be boring. I think no matter how bad your film is, how low budget it is, it doesn't matter if you have $5 billion in the film or if you have $5 in the film. If your film is boring to me, it is just dead completely. And it is worthless, and I do not care. And I'm giving this one a half star. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> wow. I checked in Letterboxd before I came okay. on that one. Okay. Is there a no star option? No. Okay. So this is the lowest. Yeah, so is the Would lowest give zero stars if I could. <laughs> I'll save that one for something else because you never know. <laughs> Brimstone too. <laughs> Electric boogaloo. Yeah. The, the, um, the brimstoning. He's actually a demon. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> the reverend's back. <laughs> With a new number. <laughs> 13B. B13. He's <laughs> <laughs> like my battleship. Um, yeah, this movie is not good. Um... Yeah, I didn't like it. It's 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 such a missed opportunity because I like the premise, and it had such potential. It really does because it has a great oh, yeah. cast. The, the basic idea is solid. It's a good idea. You know, it's almost like the story of how Tombat existed. If you tell someone the premise of this film, they're like, "Oh, that sounds great," and then they're gonna go watch it and be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> right, right. Um, but yeah, it's just I'm not. I'll give it a one point five. Just because I really like the cast. Just because it's your movie. No. <laughs> I, I like the concept. I like the cast. You know what's almost more egregious is this movie is so bad that somebody couldn't even take the premise and make a good one because this one would it would have like the shit stain of this movie all over that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just I don't I don't get the love it gets. I don't understand it. But it is what it is, and if you love it, oh, totally, you do you, man. Yeah. Champion it. There's plenty of films that other people would say are a half star that I love. Mm-hmm. You know, it is what it is. Sure. Yeah, I don't. So wanna... we don't mean a dog and anyone who does like mm-hmm. it. And if you do like it and you're listening, write to us and actually tell us like what appealed to you about it because I think that would be interesting to have other perspectives. Usually we all kind of land a little different, so you can get some more like balanced take between us. But uh, it seems like this time we're kind of all in alignment. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Well, so we got one more movie in our do. Indian block. And I struggled with this one. Because, of course, my true pick would have been Tomb Bad if you just threw me in yeah, there. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so it is what it is. I did a lot of research. The benefits are going first. There's two or three that I was interested in, but they were also horror films. And I feel like sometimes when I'm the last guy, I become the one whose task it is to remind people that we're not just a horror podcast. So I made my pick with that in mind. Mm-hmm. So we are going to be checking out from 2020. You're a, doing RRR? No. Damn it. A Hindi language black comedy crime film titled Ludo after the board game. 
The fuck? Ludo. Yes. yes. Ludo, um, you would know it here in America as Sorry or Trouble. Ah. Oh. The classic board game where there are several colors that compete against one another, racing around the board to complete their uh, thing and get back to the, the little safe zone. Pop-O-Matic. Pops the dice for you. Um, this film is a bit of an anthology film, but not quite from the premise. Uh, there's several different characters, and their lives all kind of intersect and come into conflict so regarding, regarding very various criminal activities. And like the board game Ludo, which has origins in India, which we'll talk about too next episode, um, each color, each side is pitted against one another. Kind of like Squid Game, right? No. <laughs> Not at all. I just wanted to see if his head would actually explode when I just said it. Um, and it's streaming on Netflix, so it's very accessible. Oh, shit, yeah. It's out there. Let's go. Let's see what happens. This one's not going to cost me $2. It's not going to cost you. It is a blind pick from me. I watched the trailer. I think it's. I think it's, I think it'll play. But you're not going to be any money invested on this one if it bombs. So No more than you already are. You don't have to clarify that, Jason. <laughs> you know they're raising their prices again? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. So is Disney Plus, by the way. Yeah, I know. Although you can keep your current one, and they just have to watch commercials. Yeah. Fuck that. Okay. Tune in next episode, where we just (laughs) bitch some more. That was us ranting about it. You want to hear us bitch? Let's just bitch. No. Usually we're not that negative, but this one just sort of... mm. It's we we were negative, but I honestly had more fun talking about the movie with you guys than I did watching it. Yeah. So at and least two, if, that. You, if you think in the bigger picture, the last like I've lost count of how many films we've been like positive about every single one of them, pretty much. Yeah, it's about time yeah, for a for turd. A while, sure, so. every now and then you're gonna get a turd. All right. Um, yeah, it's it was not fun watching this movie, but it was fun <laughs> talking about this movie. Um, and we so. hope you had fun listening. So again, like Dustin said, if you happen to really like this movie, please send us a comment on whatever your favorite social is, because we're on all of them. Um, send us a comment. Tell us why we're wrong, and tell us it's okay to be wrong. Because it is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, defend the movie if you want, or if you really don't like it that much, you can be like, hey, I kind of like it, but I'm not going to defend it, <laughs> um, which is how I am about a lot of movies that I like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but I think by the time this episode airs, we should have an article up on our website. Yes, finally. All right. Yeah. Yes. So, yours truly. Is, uh, we've had a busy year, so we've been slow going on some of our side projects that aren't just the core episodes. Yeah. Yeah, but there will at least be one article up on there on genreexposure.com. So, hop over there. Check it out. Um, minimal ads, I think. I don't know. I don't think we have any ads right Sweet. now. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. Free. So no like boner pill windows are going to open up. No, they will not increase your manliness. (laughs) Certainly won't if we're doing anything. (laughs) Oh, okay. But you know what? Check out Raycons, man. How about those? (laughs) (laughs) Remember to hit the like button and smash subscribe. Have you guys heard about those no shoes on TikTok? Those Kizik shoes. Do you guys get those ads? I don't know that one. No. Is this a bit? Are you being serious? No. well, I mean, it's, it's a, it is a bit. That's the... What ads do you... I mean, they're all preference ads, right? <laughs> boner pills. I already told you. <laughs> I get the Bones coffee one all the time. Um, I judiciously use Adblock to never have ads. I don't even pay so. attention to ads. They don't work on me. Oh. <laughs> I'm very susceptible. Right it's sucked in. Okay. Um, well... Send us a comment about whatever you want. Recommend a movie to us. We've still got a list going. We need more. Always more. Yeah. More. 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 
Uh, but until next time, you guys have been listening to Genre Exposure. Bye, everyone. Take care. listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media the pfpn hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com thanks for listening